0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Your official station
1: to talk jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
2: Back on the fan. Different type show today through the first two hours. Been all over the place. And I like it. Why not? Close out the week uh, with, a, with a little randomness. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Of course, the big news is Kyrie Irving as it continues to be uh, you know the top story where Kyrie was suspended by the Nets and then Kyrie has since come out and he was suspended for five games but kind of indefinitely at least five games without pay for the way that he addressed the media earlier uh, earlier today, then Kyrie came out and apologized on an Instagram post, which was actually for the first time an actual apology and taking accountability. So we'll see where they go from here. But my take, the sports take of it is that the Nets need to just move on. Uh, I'm not saying people don't deserve second chances or that Kyrie Irving should never play in the NBA again. He's going to play in the NBA again. If I'm the Nets and I want to save face as an organization, I would do two things. One, get rid of Kyrie Irving. Two, not hire Ime Udoka. Anything less, they're going to continue to be an embarrassment, and they're clearly selling their soul to go out there and try to win. And look, great if they do win, but uh, they haven't been able to do that with Kyrie and KD anyway. 877 337 Miriam is calling from Forest Hills. What's up, Miriam? Island is five,
3: and other people, too. <laughs> The Islanders have won their fourth, fifth straight game. They are now ahead of the Rangers in points, and they will play the Rangers next week, and it will be a repeat. of
2: Rangers got their rear ends kicked last yeah, by night.
3: The Bruins. Boy, yeah. oh boy, oh boy.
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, look, the Bruins are on another level right now. Yeah,
3: oh yeah, I know, They're, they've always been good.
2: And the, Yeah, and the Rangers have not been looking good at all recently. Uh-uh. I mean, they just haven't been yeah. able to finish. They've got to be able to score. Yeah, right now, the well, are they tied with points here? Where are we looking here? The
3: Islanders have 14 points now.
2: Yeah, and so are the Rangers.
3: Yeah, Devils are doing good too. Look
2: at them. Uh, yeah, you're right. I haven't even they noticed. Devils are 8-3. They three. scored
3: three goals in the third.
2: Wow! Look at that—the Metropolitan yeah, uh-huh. Division. You got the Caps and the Penguins near the bottom. Columbus yeah, is penguins off have
3: only four points, or something.
2: Uh, penguins regions. have ten points.
3: Ten points, yeah.
2: Uh Boston oh. ten and one, though the best team in the NHL. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: That's good. want and Rangers to get to play next week again.
2: And but that one's going to be at the Garden, of course. Yeah. What night is that, Miriam?
3: I think it's the eighth.
2: Uh, I got to look into that. I want to go it's to that the game. Yeah. Fleek, do we know if we could get credentials here still? or We can't. We're we're can banned go? from that. Go? I, I want to go. We're oh, still banned. I'm not I think. Okay. To go. I am. I, I got to figure. I may have to buy a ticket for that night. But I got to see if I can go to that because no, I definitely want to go. Not allowed
3: to go. They won't let me go because it's too many people.
2: Oh, you're not and allowed need, to
3: go? No, because I have. I need a lot of help. Because I would need to be. Somebody would have to find me seat, and I, and it's expensive. Number one, but number two. If I go because I don't see, I would need a lot more help.
2: Right? Have you so, been to a, Have you been to a game? And, not since okay.
3: Not since the UVS opened. I was in the Coliseum a few times.
2: Okay. Well, there you go. Did you go to the final season of the Coliseum? you are talking about. I went
3: to the year before.
2: Okay. Nice. Bruce, yeah,
3: Bruce yeah. and I went. You know, remember Bruce? Don't you?
2: I do. It, yeah. it, and and Bruce is he's still with us, or no. is, oh, he's no longer with us? Right. No, I thought Bruce I knew Wander that, but I wasn't sure. Away. Yeah. Bruce yeah. and Flushing. You're talking about, right?
3: No. No, Bruce from Bayside. Oh, uh, Bruce from
2: Bayside, right. I'm sorry I got that yeah, mixed we, up.
3: we had a wonderful life going together. Um, unfortunately, we, we couldn't get married. There was a whole lot of stuff going on that we couldn't do. But I loved him very, very much.
2: Yeah, and, I and now I knew about this, Marion, but I've never talked to you about it. I just knew about it in passing. So this no. is Bruce. This was Bruce in Bayside. Yes. Who I used to love, Bruce in Bayside.
3: Oh, we yeah, we loved each other. Big, we had, big
2: Cleveland uh, baseball fan.
3: Oh yeah, he was a big Indians fan. I converted him to be an Islander fan from being a Canadian. Many fan. T- now.
2: Many times I've spoken with Bruce over the years, whether it be as a producer answering his call or even yeah. on the air. And when yeah. did he? When did he pass away?
3: In 2014, he died of eurythmia. Oh. which is he died in his sleep; his heart stopped.
2: I was, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, and like I said, I, I was uh, made aware of it, and I was not at the station at that time, so they were kind of lost years for me, where I was down in the minor leagues working on I my know. game. Um, so, you know, I'm sorry to hear that, but I do miss Bruce's calls.
3: Me too, because we had... We now, had did you live together? No. Um, we We couldn't, because we had four cats, and we would have lived in one apartment with four cats... And he had already been told to Now, people. how did you
2: meet, Miriam? I'm assuming ah. through the fan, right? Okay. Did, did Summers yeah. hook you up? How'd that go?
3: He. This was in 1998. He called me and said, can I come over and meet you? And I said, yes. And he fell in love with my cats then. And I fell in love with his. Oh. And we fell in love with each other.
2: Wow. And, and you, we, so you dated since 1998?
3: Yeah. Wow. And that's a long went, time. Yeah. I miss him because... We did a lot of things together that I couldn't do by myself. He would help me do, you know, stuff that I couldn't do, write checks and, you know, write things I needed to write. And he would help me do things, but he was losing his vision also. So I had to help him do things like a blind person a little bit.
2: Were you guys the only, like, the first couples uh, or or caller couple? I mean, I'm I'm assuming, right? First and only? Or at least that we know of? Yeah,
3: yeah. Famous
2: WFA and callers uh, hooking yeah, up and having a, a relationship, a long-term yeah, relationship.
3: Yeah, we did. I love uh, that story. Because there was a party for Mike Francesa,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and he said, I don't want you to go because Mike Francesa and I did not get along with each other.
2: Really? Yeah. I was not aware of this. What happened no. What happened he, with you two?
3: He, he, I'm a big Penn State fan, and there was a game where Penn State beat up on on a team and he got mad at me because I said why not if you want to win win doesn't matter how many points you score you gotta win and he got all uptight about it I don't know and he couldn't deal with the fact that I had to I would read things with one hand and he'd say why can't you don't you know what it says I said I'm reading it with the other hand you know he was a little weird he and Russo too Russo was just just well
2: you know I love them both and I'm sure Mike had no he was no, no, they were. I mean, look, I I knew them personally. I, I don't know. If you, so you've never met Mike or Chris?
3: No, yeah, they they couldn't deal with the fact that I couldn't see.
2: Well, did they? They knew of this?
3: Yeah, they knew cause, hmm. you know, and we had Bruce and I, and we went to a big party at, at, at about was it 1999? Yeah, we went to the Umberto's downtown, and we I met Joe and I met Tony Payne. Umberto. And- yeah, it was a wonderful restaurant. All right. We had a great time. Yeah. Yeah, we had that was for my birthday. It was wonderful. But I miss him terribly. Yeah. Um, we we had a great time. We went to hockey games and baseball games.
2: Oh, that's nice. So, it was yeah. a lot of fun. I love hearing I love hearing that story, Miriam. I'm glad I got educated a little bit on your history. I knew like I said, I knew of it, but I wasn't sure of the details. No. And th- thank you, Miriam, for the call. We appreciate hearing from you as always.
3: Well, I'll talk to you after
2: next week. <laughs> okay, yes, I look forward to it. We'll talk to some Rangers-Islanders next week. Say hi. Oh, I'm sorry. I uh, hung up on you by accident there, Miriam. I will say hi to whoever it was you were telling me to say hi to. Hi. Miriam says hi. Fleek, so you knew about this as well because this is a. I. you know what else, too? I was, I've was. i been thinking about this as now, you know, I've been doing the overnights for a couple of years and start to establish a relationship with the callers, whether I've met some or, or not. But there's also – this is the only connection – that I have with the callers, the majority of them. Some of them I, I tweet with a little bit, or potentially text. But I, I want to be in the loop on things here um, when you know certain things happen potentially. And I, I was not a hundred percent up to date on what was going on with that. Do you remember that? Because you were here at the time. I'm assuming,
4: right? In 2014. Well, I did. It, it was 2016 because I remember oh. I was still working Saturday mornings and doing Richard Near show every week. And Bruce was calling. Remember when Cleveland went on that crazy winning streak? Eighteen in and, a row, and they, whatever. It was. And they, they also, you know, they, then they had the run in the postseason. Obviously, mm-hmm. they go to the World Series. He passed away before they got to the World Series. Like ah. I remember talking to him during that season. Right. But then he was not around for uh the postseason. But I it's amazing. Miriam said uh her Thing with Mike, she's a Penn State fan. Obviously, you know I went there. I've been mm-hmm. talking to Miriam for a decade. That is one thing I never knew about her. Know about all the cats. Obviously, we talk right, Islanders right, right. every single time she calls and we'll talk Mets during the baseball season. I had no idea she was a Penn State fan. I'll and, have to bring that up the there next you time go. she An- calls. Another
2: common bond there. I love that. I think that's so cool, though, that they met as callers. And Bruce, of course, a famous caller. I do miss him, Bruce and Bateside, uh, A distinct voice as well, talking about his Cleveland then-Indians. But... Um, A unique, and also, I mean. Even going back to the old school callers, I remember, you know, Jerome in Manhattan, and then all of a sudden, and this is what I was saying with Greg and East Meadow. Remember, Greg and East Meadow used to call regularly when I first started doing the overnight, and he became one of my favorite callers. He would call in, at the 5 a.m. hour, I forget when it was, or maybe it was if I were doing the weekend show I was on at the 5 a.m. hour or the 4 a.m. hour, and then boom, just didn't hear from him. And you, you don't, you, know, you you hope that everything's okay. I have no idea. But Callers become such a part of the station, and you just feel like, oh, yeah, hey, we'll talk to them tomorrow, and yeah, you never know. I guess it's like friends, too. Sometimes friends fall off, and things just happen. A text, uh, yeah, we'll meet up, and then a week goes by, and then a month goes by, and then five years go by, and it's like, oh, whatever happened to this guy? Eddie's calling from Los Angeles. What's up, Eddie?
5: Hey, Sal, how you doing? How are you, Eddie? Uh, hey, the first thing I wanted to say is that this is the first time I've ever spoke to you on on the phone, but I've been listening to you for a long time—not just with the fan, but on uh, Sny.
2: Well, thank um, you, Eddie. I appreciate you taking the time to call, and I appreciate the support.
5: Thank you, brother. I just wanted to say um, that uh, I listen to a lot of sports radio, a lot of sports, and I'm originally from New York. Um, I just, I just wanted to voice my opinion on the Kyrie Irving anti-Semitic thing Mm -hmm. and um, the narrative that the media not all media people but a lot of media people are putting out it's just not fair Um, we have to do if if we're ever going to really come together as a nation uh, we have to be fair and and not be one sided and Mm -hmm. the thing with, with because there are there were some things I'm happy that let me say this first off Kyrie was wrong for not saying for not apologizing immediately. Right. He should have just apologized immediately. And that was his big mistake.
3: <clears throat>
5: but the the uh but we have to be fair here because there are parts of something that he parts of what he was saying with and I am African American of what what with African American and him being 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 a jew uh, because if people study history and people read the word of god and read the torah the jews were dispersed over the whole uh, over the whole world so the jews who are in israel those aren't the only jews in the world there's jews all over the world they just don't they may not not know that
2: they are Jesus all right but get ancestors. to get to the point about Kyrie that you're going to say
5: Right. So I just just have to give that background. But the point I wanted to say is that we have to be fair. We have to say, we have to say, we have, the media can't just say, oh, he's just wrong with the anti semiticism Because that's the whole thing, why Christ came is because we're all brothers and sisters. And we're never, and this nation will, and, and this nation will continue to stay racist unless we be fair. We have to say, well, yes, Kyrie, you're wrong, but we have to say the other side too and say, let's stop talking about, hurting each other and come together right but let me just
2: and look eddie you're getting obviously deep into it and i respect that and you know uh, try to appreciate where you're coming from but let's just simplify it for the sake of this being a sports talk show Kyrie irving tweeted out and promoted a video that was hurtful and clearly anti-semitic to All Jewish people, whether Kyrie is one of them or not, it doesn't really matter because it's I mean, look, it it may matter to him or, or others. Fine. But the point is, he sent out that tweet that showed a documentary that's offensive to a lot of people. And then he didn't apologize. So if you want to get real deep into it, you can. But on the surface, he did something he should not have done. What good was going to come from that documentary? He could learn all he wants. Why use his platform to promote that hate and then not apologize until you know he gets suspended and loses his pay for five games?
5: Well, I, I can't say nothing. Uh, to uh, you're exactly right, Sal. I can't. I can't disagree with well,
2: you. Well, right, and, and I'm sure that there's like I don't really think Kyrie Irving is an idiot. I mean, he went to Duke. He's, he's just, I mean, I don't understand him and I don't agree with a lot of what he does, but he also clearly just doesn't get it. Do I really truly believe he was trying to be hateful and hurtful? I I mean, I don't know him. I would hope that that's not the case. I would think that he's smarter than to do that, but I can only take it for face value and I'm not going deep into whatever it is that he's reading and his understanding of certain things. Uh, And if you want to do that, like I said, that's fine, but you cannot openly promote something that is clearly hateful toward a certain group of people. It just, uh, and, and then, like I said, even worse, or maybe not even worse, but on top of that, not realize what you did and why it was wrong or take accountability and apologize. Now, I did read his Instagram post. Did you see the apology, Eddie? I did. And I also read the whole statement from the
6: Nets as
5: well.
2: Right. So, and the Nets finally had had enough. And they gave Kyrie, because you saw what Kyrie met the media yesterday, it was an embarrassment. I mean, he was defensive. He was clearly frustrated and acting on emotions. As he said in his apology later on, you know, right around midnight, in that apology, he finally, it was for the first time I read it and felt like, okay, he's A, sorry. B, taking accountability, and C, potentially understands why people are upset. And that's, and thank you for the call, Eddie. Appreciate you checking in. That's the first time that I felt like maybe there's a chance that he eventually gets it, Kyrie. He could have his reasons. He's got to understand that people don't want to hear it. There are no excuses, there is no logical explanation to promote a hateful documentary like that. That's the problem. And then doubling down on it by not taking accountability initially or not apologizing, that's also the problem. But yes, the bottom line is I don't understand why it's so difficult for people to realize that Regardless of race, religion, sex, sexual orientation, finance, whatever it may be, we are all from the same place. And we are all ending up in the same place. And I don't understand. I mean, I know it comes from jealousy and people not being happy with themselves, but I, I just don't understand All the hate and great divide. Why can't people just be kind to one another or be understanding of one another and respectful of one another? These are basic principles to a fundamentally sound life behavioral pattern. Like, it's not that difficult. where you're talking about you know, major issues. I'm not talking about yelling at somebody of a sports argument or fighting about something silly. Like, yeah, that happens. I'm talking about deep-rooted bigotry or lack of understanding or having a great divide. I just I just never understand it. If somebody wants to live their life a certain way, what do you care? If somebody's a certain religion, somebody's a certain race, why would it— they be any different than anybody else. Why would anybody be treated any different than anybody else? We're all from the same place. We're all going to end up in the same place. Eight, seven, and you would think that that would be something that would bring people together.
3: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Let it rip. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
2: Sal of back on the fan when it comes to sports it's all happening right now football basketball hockey and soon enough the World Cup and there's no better place to wager on all of it than Superbook Sports when you sign up deposit and wager in the same day Superbook will give you a bonus up to $1,000 when the sports world is busy it's time to get busy winning some money. So download the Superbook Sports app or visit Superbook.com to wager and win today. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Going to 5 a.m., the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Take your calls until then. Mark is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Mark? Hey, how you doing? How are hey. you, Mark? I'm doing all right. Yourself? Uh, pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to. I right, feel good because yeah, I was
2: down. I was the lowest weight that I've been since early July. So I, that started wow. that, Yeah, my started my. it's not a huge deal, but it's good because you're talking about several <laughs> months here. So it's not a huge <laughs> thing, but it set my day off right. I had a good TV show, and now I feel like I'm having a decent radio show. So I'm in a good mood. Anyway, go ahead, Mark.
7: Excellent,
8: excellent. Um, yeah, I, I was uh, born in 1975. I'm a huge movie fan. I just want to get that out of the way. love John Turturro, uh, favorite director, uh, Steven Spielberg. Uh, he's coming out with a new movie uh, in the next couple of weeks, Hope he wins the Oscar. I've been waiting for that movie for my whole life from him. It's pretty much like a, um, a, um, I guess it's like a part biopic. You know, everybody's been waiting for that movie about his life. I just wanted to get that out there real quick. About who? I want, uh, it's about his life. Who, John uh, DeToro? Uh, no, about uh, Steven Spielberg. Oh, so, uh, about,
2: right. That's right. That's right. He I heard he that. he yeah,
8: is, semi-autobiographical. <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying that wrong, but you know what I mean. So I, I wanted to uh talk about uh Kyrie real quick. I didn't want to take up too much of your time. Um for one, you know, I remember my pops he used to say, you know, there's a thing called the educated fool. You know, everyone says that, you know, he's smart. I, I think we need to stop saying that. There you can be two things can be true. You can be smart and you can you can be educated but you can also be just very stupid. So I, I'd like to say that. Uh, Fair I enough. That I him. mean, you're you're, not, you're right but, because
2: somebody you know. who's smart would not promote that tweet that he did. That, that is exactly, correct.
8: Exactly. Exactly. You know, and and I'm African American. You know, and one thing that uh, the problem is is like um, a one you know, some of the guys in the morning, you know, boomer in the morning, and I listen to you guys all the time. One thing I did not agree with, and I'm not here to bash those guys. Love those guys too, but the thing is that you know that other players should say something. You know, and I remember. Every time that there's an African-American issue or a gay issue, you know, certain people say things and everybody else does not You know, I'm not one of those people that say, okay, you know, uh, Brady should say something. Aaron Rodgers should say something. If they don't, they don't. If they do, I think that's great. More the merrier. I don't think that it should be on the shoulders of a LeBron. If he does, that's great. I, I think he should. But I'm not. I don't think that everybody's feet should be held to the fire because of one guy. Because it's, it's a hard position. Well, how can you this know, become a hard
2: position? How, how could it become well, LeBron's problem? Now, the one thing that I will say yes. is that if LeBron or others and Reggie Miller brought this up the other night on TNT, and I thought he nailed it. Yes. If yes. other players support. Yes. Each other against owners who have racist remarks or do racist things or whatever the issues may be, social injustice and all that stuff. Yes, if all the yes. players are going to speak up, then why not now when one of their own clearly offended an entire religion?
8: I, again, again, the same thing is we. and I hate doing this. I hate, I do, I do hate doing this because it's like I'm playing tick for tap. I hate doing this. But the same, like the same thing um you know there have been other like with other sports i would not try to put the pressure on a brady or a roger or great you know what i mean or even a regular football player regular they're all great but you know what i'm saying like okay it's a big problem that's affecting uh african-americans uh basic you know uh primarily so how come they won't say something I, I'm, I'm just not going to do that you know if they do i think it's great but if, if they don't fine you know what i mean Uh, and you know not that it's fine like it's a good thing you know i I think it should be and i think that's what the other guy was trying to say it should be fair that's not what he was saying he was going a bit deep but i think it should be fair all around it should be looked at that that way yes they they're going to say these things because you're going to talk about the issues that affect your people that's just natural anybody does that i don't think that's really tribalism i just think that's just a natural thing everybody does it Jewish folks do it, and so on and so forth. Black folks do it. Everybody does it. But you're right. Fair is fair for everybody. But the thing is that I don't think that we should hold every single superstar. Right, but again. No matter what the sport is. No,
2: I'm I'm not. But the problem is, Mark, and thank you for the call. I appreciate your insight. The the problem is, and like I said, Reggie Miller said it best himself, and he's a former player. If the players are going to stick together for other issues where other groups of people or races or religions or whatever it may be are offended, then why would they not do the same now just because one of their own is the one who's saying the hurtful things? If you're going to call out an owner for saying hurtful things or not saying hurtful things, I mean, that's, that might be minimizing it even. If you're going to call out an owner for being a bigot or a racist, then why not call out Kyrie Irving for him promoting hate, and anti-Semitism. Now, I'm not saying that I need to, me personally, I personally don't need to hear anything from LeBron. And I do understand what you're saying in general, where it's, oh, look at this issue, what does LeBron have to say? Or what does Tom Brady have to say? Or whoever the top guy is. Oh, Michael Jordan should come forward and, and say something on this issue because he has a platform. I, I don't think that we should be putting those guys who didn't make any mistakes in the line of fire. Oh, I'm having a sneezing sneezing attack here. Sorry, but I so I get it. Where if I'm LeBron, I'm thinking, well, I didn't. This isn't my mess. And what do you need to hear? A forced take from him saying, yeah, what Kyrie said is obviously wrong. That's three sneezes. I can't keep it together here. All of a sudden, I've had an allergic reaction to something. I don't know if it's the air in here or something happens. happened last night at 2 o'clock too, or around the 2 o'clock hour. God. Sorry. Jake is calling from Muncie. What's up, Jake?
6: Um I uh, how are you doing um thanks for taking the call. Um and also I listen to all the time and I really I
2: really like you. I well, like your radio host and stuff. Thank you, Jake. I yeah, appreciate I see,
6: it. Yeah, I see, yeah, I see if I you do if I miss it like at like two o'clock and stuff, I just go back and listen to the whole thing, the whole show. Yeah, Monday. the free
2: I, well, I appreciate that very much, Jake. Thank you. The free Odyssey app, of course.
6: Yeah, yeah, it's the easiest thing. It's extra simple. I'm not sure why no one does it. Like everyone should be doing it. Um, yeah, for, um, I want to point out about the Giants, about their uh, a realistic shot about getting, like, OBJ. Like, they have no receivers. Like, what are they going to do? Like, like, come playoff time.
2: For what's that now?
6: Yeah, what do you, like, I, a realistic chance of uh, the Giants getting uh, OBJ at come playoff time. They're going to need receivers to make big plays.
2: I don't think it's realistic.
6: What do you think they're going like, to do? Like, Sorry, I've sneezed like, so, like six
2: times in the last 30 seconds. That's why there's that, that silence uh, there. I, I'm not ignoring you. I, I'm going to have to take a break in a minute and run to the bathroom here. But I'm under attack. But, no, I think that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to go to a – and now, look, maybe he wants to come back to the Giants. Maybe it would be a good fit. I feel like Odell Beckham Jr. – I thought he was going to sign with the Vikings. What happened with that? That didn't happen. I, don't know. I,
6: I they're, yeah, I I don't I'm not sure, but like they're the Vikings are overpower. They're they're going straight to the playoffs soon. Like yeah, three four losses, hang they're gonna they're, just, they're they're gonna go with pretty far in the playoffs. I hope.
2: Yeah, I mean the Giants have been in contact with him. He was I I thought I saw a report that he was gonna sign with the Vikings. Maybe that was a, a fake account or something. I'm not sure what is going on, but I, I would I would want to move on. The Giants aren't in that spot where they're not really ready to win now, Jake. Which is why I think Odell would want to go somewhere where he could maybe win. Now I'm sure he's going to want money as well, but I think he'd rather put himself in a position where he could win now and you know see where it takes him there. And I don't think the Giants are in that spot. Again, they talk to him; they're open to it potentially. I don't think it's a good fit at this particular time.
6: Yeah, I hear. Also, um, I, I, one last point: do you like, do you honestly think that they're, they're going to get like we signed down Jones? I, I feel like. Like, he's only good because like, Dwine Dable if they taking the best at him. They like, you get, like, Lamar Jackson or someone like, some Elfie elite and...
2: Yeah, well,
4: tenure,
2: no? well, I mean, you got to see what other options are there. If you had asked me right now, Jake, and thank you for the call, and I do appreciate your support. Listen on the free Odyssey app. You know, if you can't be up at these hours, as long as you could listen to me on the free Odyssey app, I love that, too. Or download the podcast available where you get your podcasts, or at least on Apple. That's where I download them. Um... What was that question? Oh, yeah, Daniel Jones. Are they going to re-sign him? I would think that they are at this particular point. But let's see how the rest of the season plays out. As Joe Shane was saying the other day, I think it was on with uh, Tiki and Tierney, as a matter of fact, from the clip that I saw. As he was saying the other day, let's there, there's nine games left. Let's see what happens. You got to evaluate still with nine games to go and then make a decision. But you also have to factor in what could be the other options. Now, you're talking about Lamar Jackson. Is there a more exciting quarterback in the league? I mean, I know Josh Mah- uh, Josh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes are the two best quarterbacks, but Lamar Jackson is as exciting a quarterback as there is in a league. If you could bring him in, does that change things? But I think Daniel Jones, with the leadership of Brian Dable, has been very sound. And I feel like if the Giants... Can't get that home run, Lamar Jackson, or maybe a top quarterback via trade. I don't even know if I go that way, anyway. But if they can't do that, they're probably better off with Daniel Jones under a. You know, I'm not talking about giving him forty million a year to be your franchise quarterback, but under what would be maybe a team friendly value, good value deal, you can win some games with Daniel Jones. And look around at the crappy quarterback play around the league. It's not good.
1: Sometimes it's good to talk about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com.
2: On the fan and feeling sneeze-free for the moment, it's a knock on wood. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty-six sixty-six. I was in the middle of reading something here uh, about Syndergaard and the curious decision. What was the curious decision that they were leaving him? That they left him in for the fourth. Yeah. Well,
4: why? Because they only wanted to go one time through the order. That's what they were what saying. What I read initially. was he was only supposed to go one time through in that, or if a max of three innings. And he got through three innings and faced 10 batters. Yeah, and they he were, faced Altuve twice. And he gave up the one run at that particular point. Then they let him face Pena. And, well,
2: because Syndergaard was looking pretty good. So I could understand that instead of listening to the analytics, Robbie Thompson went with the. Oh, I test, and he got burnt. We can't ask for managers to do that and
4: then cry when they do.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not going to second guess that. Syndergaard, uh, I, I, you know, look, I, I know he's a three-inning pitcher, but they tried to push it and get one tough righty. He got burnt. 877-337-6666. Christian calling from the Bronx. What's up, Christian?
9: Hey, Sal. Long time, uh, first time.
2: Oh, good to have you on board.
9: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to uh, say, even though I, I hate to say it, you were talking earlier about Judge you know, and, uh, how he, uh, might, we, we not, we might not deserve him as Yankee fans, you know, Well, and, I was uh, saying, no, no. Was, what I
2: said was the fans that booed him don't deserve.
9: Right, him. right, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, and you know, even in the beginning of the year, if you remember, uh, you know, they were out of control of the fans in the outfield, they're raining down stuff on, uh,
2: Oh, yeah. With, with Cleveland. Yeah, I remember that. Was that this year already? Oh, or that was last year. With Miles well, Scott. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
9: And uh, your Stanton and Judge had to go out there. They still couldn't even calm them down. So, uh, you know, if he took 30000 if he didn't take money and stayed with us, you know, he's got to be a saint. And, 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 and another point, um, you know, he, I know for a fact that uh, it bothers him because I saw a video. And anybody can look it up. He's in the in the outfield, you know. And you know how when someone's talking smack, you take your hand and you open it, close it real quick, like blah 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 blah. Well, when someone talks smack to a judge, a fan posted this. He took his glove. He was in the back doing that, like blah 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 blah. Right. You know, and to a Yankee fan, this is a
2: Yankee Stadium.
9: Um, um, no, 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 It
2: was, it wasn't. I was on the road. Right, well look, but I, I think booze Well, put yourself in his shoes. Now I get exactly. see most of the time players that get booed deserve to be booed. So they should, the good one should say, "Hey, you know what? I'd be booing myself after the way that I've been performing." And certain guys have done that. John Carlstein has handled it very well when he started getting booed a ton of times. There've been plenty of other people that say the same uh, people that have said the same thing. Judge did not deserve to get booed. If I am Aaron Judge, I am thinking, you ungrateful bleep, bleeping, bleep, bleep, bleep. I hit exactly. sixty-two home runs, hit well over three hundred. I almost won the triple crown. Had one of the great seasons in the history of the sport. I played every day, and you have the B, the, the the guts to boo me. You know what I want to say, and I am afraid to say it. But you have the right, gu- right. the intestinal fortitude to boo me. Come on now, get
9: lost. I- couldn't imagine how he felt about that. Exactly how you're saying it—the audacity. Could you imagine?
2: Right now, yeah. the thing—the thing is though that it's not all Christian. It's obviously mm-hmm. not all of the Yankee fans. It is a the same way with the people right. who threw the trash, you know, like that. It's I mean, you know, come on, yeah. it, classless losers throwing the trash right. on the field I, like that, it, like get lost. But it's not every. This doesn't mean every Yankee fan is like that because that's just not true.
9: Right, right, it's true, it's true. Um, mo- I, I guess most wouldn't be like that, but uh, I was going to say I don't think that that happens in Queens. I don't think that happens with the No, Mets, th- like there are bad.
2: there are obnoxious fans. See, this is not exclusive. Th- and thank you for the call, Christian. I appreciate you taking the time to check in. There, it, it's not exclusive to Yankees fans in this case or Phillies fans who threw batteries. Like fans do stupid things, in all sports, in all cities. There are always going to be moronic fans out there. I've seen it. I've been to a, a bunch of ballparks across uh, the country with Major League Baseball. I've obviously been a ton of Mets and Yankee games and know those crowds. You can't define an entire fan base by a small percentage of people. I don't think that this is something, oh, well, Mets fans would never do that nonsense. And I'm not talking about the booing. You're talking about throwing the trash and things like that. You'd hope that no fan base would ever do that. No fan base is filled with total saints. But in this case, we have specific examples where, you know, the the throwing the, the trash or whatever on the field, that's ridiculous. That's just unacceptable, just abhorrent behavior. Booing a player who hit 62 freaking home runs, had a historical season. That, to me, just—and again, you're listening to somebody who would boo anybody. I'm for booing. I am always on the fan side. Not that I would make it personal and say you should boo everybody and this guy sucks. Booing is different than, you know, personally attacking a player with words, which I've also seen, which is like, come on, man, you're ruining the fun of booing. You t- you're taking it way too far. Let me just boo. Let them know that we don't appreciate either the lack of effort, the lack of production. The best players, the best of players get booed when they deserve to get booed. Aaron Judge earned the right to not get booed this season. It's cut and dry simple. So whenever I hear people say, oh, how could the Yankee fan boo John Carl Stanton on opening day if he goes 0 for 5? Because he sucked. That's why, I don't care if it's opening day. Oh for five for this guy, it can't happen. He's going to get booed. Doesn't mean I hate him. It means his performance today sucked. He deserves to get booed. But when you have a guy like Aaron Judge, the first word that I heard, or the first time I heard that he, they were booing him, I was like, that's you can't boo Aaron Judge this year. It just can't. You can't do it. They're wrong. Which might be the first time I've ever said I thought fans were wrong for booing a particular player. Dave is calling from Flushing. What's up, Dave? What's going on, Sal? How are you, Dave? Good, good. I just
7: want to um, back on what you said earlier about, you know, the world being, uh, you yeah, know, we should all come together and uh, as friends and, and love each other, and look, I agree with all of that, but uh, the reality is, you know, the reality is ugly, and the truth is, you know, we all judge each other. We all judge each other just based on how we look like, you know, in relationships, uh,
2: all facets. Yeah, but why? So, I mean, it's stupid. And by the way, well, I didn't say it's a shallow world. Oh well, it's that. A shallow, yeah, but okay. But where does that come from then?
7: It comes from wants and needs. We all have wants and needs, and yeah. we all want something. Sometimes we can't have. And um, I don't know about it's that. It's not that simple. I would. It's well, simple. No,
2: it's not that simple. It's, it's as a matter of fact, it's the complete opposite of simple. And by the way, I I didn't say that everybody needs to come together and love each other and be best friends. What I said was there should be well, there should be a healthy respect for one another. Because I don't care how much money somebody has, or who they decide to date, or what color or religion they are. We all come from the same place, and we're all ending up in the same place. It's pretty like like, simplify it to that. And I don't know why there isn't a respect for one another in whatever you choose to do in your life. Well,
7: when when we have wants and needs, we sometimes. And we we fail to achieve them. We sometimes, you know, get frustrated, and uh, that's what happens. Anyway, I want to get to Judge because uh-huh. I heard you about you know all of the booing. I've been a Yankee fan all my life, and I personally think that he deserved uh, to get booed. Wow! So I'm uh, listen. He choked. He failed. He he didn't come up. He pressure was on. Well, they
2: well hold on a second. They and, booed him in Game Two of the Cleveland series. Right, Marco, am well, I right on the timeline there? Wasn't it the Cleveland yeah. series, the first the second game? was yep. it the first game?
1: No, it was game two. Right.
2: Game, they boot him game two of the Cleveland series. Right, no, they did, but... Uh, how how deserve- could you do that? That is literally one game Look, removed. Forget about- 62 means nothing to me. It's oh, God, Dave, come on, it means it's, nothing to you. BS. Give
7: me a ring, give me a championship, dude. We've been here since 2009. And that's Judge's fault?
2: Yes. Yes. No, yes, it's it no, is. Dave, Dave. It is, it is. Boo! I'm sorry. Boo! Now I'm booing you for that horrific call. Boo! That call sucked! Boo! Marco, do you believe what you just
1: heard? Look, what he said was wrong. There is some context there for the frustration of the Yankee fan. There is. Now, would I have booed him? No. But I think that was the culmination of the, the frustration of the last three years because Judge hasn't hit in the playoffs since twenty nineteen. But
2: it's not his fault that they haven't won a ring now. I, and no I, I also get that. I, I get what you're but saying. But it's been three years where he, he has,
1: really hasn't done much in the, in post the post postseason. Season.
2: So he's part of it, sure. Right. right. To boo him and now this guy also said I don't care about sixty two. To boo him That's nonsense. Game two. If 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 you told me game four, Astros on the verge of the sweep. Judge strikes out again in a big spot, Mm -hmm. 0 for 17, whatever it was in the postseason with all these strikeouts, and there was some smattering of boos. Uh, Sorry, Aaron. I I can't help you here because now you're at the end of the season. The fans are frustrated. But game two, literally one game removed from one of the great seasons that we've seen in the history of the Mm -hmm. sport to boo him at that time. That is unacceptable.
1: Again, wouldn't have done it, but I understood the frustration. He was awful in the two games. It was something like 0 for uh-huh. 8 with seven strikeouts. He hadn't hit in the last few years in the postseason. The Yankees were not hitting, and it was the frustration of every time you go into the playoffs, everything goes silent.
2: 62 homers? You're the
1: lightning rod. You're the best player on the team. When you're 0 for 8 with seven Ks, you're going to hear it. Think, I get that.
2: Did Mark Messi ever get booed at the Garden after the guarantee? Well, after the guarantee, they won it. Well, well, so, what are you saying? Just because he won that championship, then he's absorbed. Well, I, I mean,
1: you, you guarantee game six. You win game six, then you win game seven. Well, I mean, but there's no, really no chance. But, they, but
2: he didn't win the championship at that particular point. So, what? If he has a bad shift, he's going to get booed? I mean, it's one playoff game.
1: I, so, I get it, but I think that that was the. Un- not necessarily justified, but it was the culmination of three to four years, which in most Yankee fans is like ten years, worth the frustration where the entire lineup goes quiet. He's your best player. He has a historic season. And then in the first two games, he's not only not hitting, he was historically bad in the first couple of games. Or he was like 0 for 8 with 7 Ks. It's hard to do that. And it's hard for a Yankee uh, fan I, I to, to be able to separate. Now, I get it. That is not on him. Wound up being on him booing when you him won one spec- for 14 in the ALCS. Why are you booing him specifically for that? What, what best player? Did Ewing, That's all it
2: was. Uh, for, uh, for refresh my memory, you ain't ever get booed. Yeah, yeah. Oh hell yeah! Right, I thought so. Which is, yeah. which is despicable as well. How oh, can you boo Ewing got killed. Yeah,
1: He got destroyed. Well, booed, I
2: mean, I know he got ripped by and they, you know, yes. the colors or whatever. Yeah,
1: I mean, I don't remember exactly what happened after the finger roll missing 95. Pretty sure Nick fans weren't too thrilled when that season yeah, ended right then and there. That's what I
2: mean. Like, you can't boo him after that's that. That's what I mean. But, like,
1: I don't know exactly. I know he got booed. I know he did. I know every Yankee's been booed at some point, too. You, I
2: mean, can't, you can't boo Patrick Ewing.
1: Look, what I've, I've never personally booed anyone because to me it's just
2: – Oh, no, it's fun. you got to do
1: it. Uh, it's just a ridiculous practice. I'm more of the frustration. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I'm kind of yelling at myself. You ever cursing, a,
2: curse one out? Not to his face, but like uh, when you're I'm watching at your home. Yeah, but
1: I'm cursing almost like to myself more right. than I am to the player itself. Not like that's this just bleeping
2: I guy every yeah, time with this bleeping yeah, guy. Yeah,
1: I'm, yeah, I've done that a million. We've yeah, all right, done that. Right, of but, but, again, the actual art of booing, no. that was just That's not my personality. But that's me. I get why people do it. So
2: what do you do? You go to a game. There's a player that doesn't get the job done. You're frustrated. You're angry. You obviously can't curse in that spot. You're around kids and families. You can't throw things. You can't break things. What do you do?
1: Um. Yeah, I kind of forget about the whole family and the the, the oh, children and, you and everything. Curse- oh, I'm sure there's been a many, okay. many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. I haven't taken my kids to the game yet. So that I would probably be able to hold my tongue. But around other kids, yeah, I'm, I'll be fair. I forget.
2: Yeah, I, I booing to me is the way that you can cleanly voice your opinion on somebody that's not doing their job. A guy, I get it. A guy that almost won the triple crown and
1: broke a record. You yeah. can't
2: boo him two games into the postseason.
1: Again. Good God. Unfortunate, not necessarily justified, but I get it. That's a culmination of many years of frustration, and when you're the best player on the team, you can't be – non-factor in the first couple of games and again they were down so it 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 winds up being on him. is that fair No, but that's the way it is that's kind of life that's unfortunate
2: Fles was just saying and he asked me who which player have I booed the most I'm trying to think I don't I, truth be told I haven't really booed a lot. I've just booed in certain spots where there's extreme frustration because of a prolonged disappointment in performance. I don't know if I even have a particular player. Um and I'm trying baseball is the first thing that comes to my mind but it probably wouldn't have been. Right, but
1: that's what I'm saying like is that a Jason Bay thing where he's just awful for nah, a long time? Nah, that's nah, what I, I mean. Like I
2: felt bad I didn't even boo him. I felt bad for him. Um how about, give us some nicks that maybe maybe Mello could he've been a guy that was booed?
1: Uh, Mello uh, definitely Curtis. Yeah. yeah. booze. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know.
4: Do you have anybody fleegs that you booed? I just know cuz I don't I'm okay with guys booing. I just don't do it. I like to boo effort instead of performance. Right, so the right. one Met who I booed mercilessly towards the end of his Mets tenure, Oliver Perez, because oh, he was God. a jerk. I've shared <laughs> that oh, spring God. training autograph story before. Yeah. He refused to go to the minors. He would just do nothing to help the team, help himself. I booed him. There there were guys, for
2: whatever reason, I that are just not coming to my— Matter of fact, I might have booed somebody on old-timers day, but I'm forgetting who it was. <laughs> when they introduced him, I never got over it. Please, fans, welcome I back. that and person like, too oh! Who the hell was I gotta funny. look at the list. Oh, so you're
4: a at Joe Torre.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. I did boo the pants off of Joe Torre. That, that that's was right. not a, that's yeah, not that's a player. Different. That's, different. that's a different story.
4: Yeah, I booed Kaz Matsui when I was younger, <laughs> and then I later regretted it because I was like, hey, you know what? It's not this guy's fault that the Mets paid him a lot of money they shouldn't have when they were just reacting to not getting Ichiro years earlier, and it's not Kaz Matsui's fault that they moved Jose Reyes off the oh, of shortstop God. for his
2: bum. Yeah, right. And no player comes to mind
1: specifically. Again, here? i d I've never booed anybody. It's uh, I, I I've cursed, I yelled, of I've screamed. All my teams. <laughs> Booing all right. is just it's not in my personality. I'm more of the guy that's gonna be you're gonna hear me in the section because I'm yelling at whoever I'm with and I'm screaming and cursing to them. And everybody else is gonna hear me because I'm just loud.
2: And you're gonna be fun at the next overnight outing when we go to one of the games with the callers again. We have Marco
4: will be in there this time.
1: No doubt. Yeah, again, you you're gonna hear me. I'm loud. And um, I'm are and you I'm definitely
4: who boos the other colorful. team no matter what. Like, there are guys who do that. They just boo any big no. player on the other team. You know, no that's what. a good
2: point. I think I've definitely booed more opponents. Like, Chase Utley, I hated his guts. Obviously, Roger Clemens hated his guts. The the I think probably the most booed person universally has to be Gary Bettman, right? Any time I've ever <laughs> seen Gary
1: Bettman... Goodell. Yeah, Goodell's definitely up there, too. Eh, there's more, there's more
2: people at the NFL. Maybe <laughs> because Bettman's been around longer. I just feel like Gary Bettman's been being booed for Ever. He, the guy holds the Stanley Cup, is about to present the Stanley Cup to the team that just won. It's like, here's Batman. Boo! <laughs>
4: well, depending on how long Manfred sticks around, he's going to get really close. Yeah, he's another one. You're right. The commissioners get it.
1: Did I tell you the story where uh, Ricky Henderson flipped us off constantly while he was on the Yankees? And... No, in left field? Oh, yeah. Because oh, you were rising? We were in the, well, it wasn't me, but I was only like 10 years old. But yeah, before he got traded with the Yankees, it was the one game that my mother came to ever in my life. And she's come almost like looking at us like, are we serious here? Ricky Henderson for nine innings was going at it with however many people that were in the first couple of rows. He had more colorful language during that three-hour span than I have ever heard in my life. And in between pitches would turn around and give us the finger. Now, I wish... I wish <laughs> that this was like the now oh, that you God, could get videos, this. Yeah. It was 1987 or whatever right. it was. You know, I've, I'll never forget that as long. And he was still in the Yankees. He's a Hall of Famer. He was tremendous. But they were killing him because of the fact that he wanted the new contract. And he wound up getting traded like a year and a half later. Uh, that's great. Oh, Ricky destroyed us all night long. It was great.
2: That reminded me. I think my uncle probably taught me to boo. And hey, my uncle's a big Yankee fan. And he used to tell me stories. He would go and sit in right field and boo Jesse Barfield, who he used to refer to as Jesse Barthbag. Jesse Barfield. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was a little kid. He told me that story. I was probably nine or 10 years old. I, what I love Barfield, about. man. Jesse Barfield. <laughs> One
1: of the few guys that actually
0: hit on that yeah. team. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.